Right, uh, Ephesians 6. So I'm going to read Ephesians 6. And on the bits and pieces that I was given to, like, what are you going to talk about? Ephesians 6 has already been done. I don't care. I'm doing it again. So I'm going to read through, uh, I think, all of it. And then I'm going to eventually concentrate on a bit of it. Yeah, not quite all of it. 1 to 17. Okay, so it goes something like this. So children, obey your parents. Oh, gosh, King James Version. I um, could do that. Let's stick to New International because that one is the one that you might, guys might have. Maybe I'll chop and change. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favour favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favouritism with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So let's start with, I've got one, two, three, four, five, uh, seven little things on my little list of things to say. And I've done one already, which was read the Bible. So I can tick that off. And when I get to talking about number 32, you'll know what I've done. Right, so story seven is called 32. So Ephesians 6, tick. Right, slaves. So the first part for me is I want to talk to you about my slaves. And I think I, and maybe all of us, need not to be too quick to dismiss this part of the Bible as, well, that was from the past, slaves aren't a thing. So I want, you to, talk, I want to talk to you about my slaves. Now, I've got a bunch of slaves, and I don't know their names, and I don't know where they work, and I don't know what country they really work in, and I don't really know what their conditions are, but I know that they gave me and made for me a device, which I bought for not as much money as I reckon I should have had to pay for it. And here is my device. And then when I need something, I can click on a little thing on the screen and then a day later someone delivers that thing to my door. 
I have no idea where that thing was made. I have no idea how long it's been in a warehouse. I have no idea how much the person who made it is getting paid. But I gladly click on a little thing and something arrived. Now, I discovered how ludicrous this was the other day when we were having a bit of a tidy up of the kitchen because people were coming round. You know how it is. And I, by mistake, threw the kitchen plug uh, in the bin. So instead of going to look for it and rooting through the bin, I ordered a new one off Amazon. Now, I know, I know <laughs> but I got one of my slaves to produce that for me. And let's not be too quick to think that Ephesians 6 isn't still relevant for us today. Now, this is as much to me as it is to anybody else. But I felt at that moment of when my little Amazon parcel with a new kitchen plug came through the door, I just thought, what am I doing? I know nothing of the working conditions of the person who made this from steel. It's like stainless steel, this thing. And... There's an iron factory somewhere. I don't know anything about their conditions. All I know is that when I click something on here, Amazon Prime, it arrives the next day. We have slaves. We have slaves. Let's do as best we can in this little southeast corner of the West Midlands to educate ourselves about the work that our slaves do for us because we have slaves. Some of them might be looked after really beautifully. I imagine not all of them. Let's just be aware of that. Read the Bible, slaves. And just before, in Ephesians 6, where it starts to talk about the armour of God, it says this. So fathers, da-da-da-da-da, masters, slaves, da-da-da-da-da. Finally, finally, be strong in the Lord and put on the full armour of God. Finally. You know sometimes when you hear a story and you've missed the word, and it's been there the whole time. Finally. So before you put on the armour of God, before you go out being a warrior for the Lord, sort all the rest of it out. That's interesting. Finally. Now I looked at it in a bunch of versions, and that word is there in all the versions to a lesser and greater extent. But that phrase is there. Finally. So get all that sorted, and then be a warrior for the Lord. So finally. It's always been there. Every time you read that story, finally was there as a little phrase. So, read the Bible. Slaves, finally. Right, now, here we go. I apologise to absolutely everybody who's on the front row, but genuinely, this is the bit of the service where I get to take my clothes off. <laughs> I am a hockey goalkeeper. I have been a hockey goalkeeper since I was 13. Um, I played from 13 till I was 26 and then decided I wanted to learn how to play actual hockey. So I came out and was... came out. I went into midfield and went into defence and stuff. And I still play in defence now, um, but when on occasions I'm needed, um, I still go in goal. I played last week once and yesterday twice, and in those three games I have let in 21 goals. Whoa. 
Now it's really weird when you're a goalie because if, um, if you've had a really good game, it usually means you've lost. And if you've had a really, if the team has done really well, it usually meant that you didn't touch the ball. So uh, the kind of the emotions of a goalkeeper are a little bit topsy-turvy to everybody else. Right, genuinely, I'm going to take my clothes off. Well, yeah, I'd cane things. Right, so, I've already got a little bit ready. I'm so sorry, you know, I'm just going to crack on. I've already got a little bit ready. So there is something already here protecting a little bit. Right, so, I'm going to need the Bible up, because otherwise I'm just doing this for no reason. Um, I'm not going to talk to you about the armour of God. I'm going to talk to you about the hockey goalkeeping kit of God. So let's read it again, because the bit where it says, finally. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Now, the first bit you put on is this belt. Now, there's two reasons why you put this on. The first reason is because it's protecting the most important part of your body. But the second reason is that, oh, what am I doing? I said I was going to take my clothes off and then I haven't. Um, someone's got me here recording this on audio. That's going to be weird. <laughs> okay, the second reason you put this on first is actually a load of stuff attaches to this. So this bit is pretty important. And like the belt of truth. Let me finish doing that bit. There's all like little rips of Velcro and stuff. It's going to be very odd. Now, the belt of truth is really interesting because it is the first bit to go on. And I guess if we're willing to be warriors for God and stuff, we're actually doing it because we believe in something. Now, look at the person next to you. Look at them in the eyes. They believe different things to you. They believe different things to you. They believe different things to you. And yet we're all still family. Um, I had intended this song was going to be part of the first two, but it doesn't matter. I'll read these verses, words anyway. You can sing these with gusto when it comes to it. But after this bit... Uh, when peace like a river attendeth my soul, this is well, this is well with my soul. Right, that song, I hope you know. Verse 3. My sin. Oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Look at the person next to you. I hope they believe that. My, oh, thank you. 
Look at that. My sin is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. And then... Uh, Uh, Christ, uh, verse 2, Christ has regarded my helpless estate. I can't do this on my own. Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. Now, there is some truth that we attach ourselves to. But look at each other again. You do believe something different to the person next to you. But I hope there is a core that we can all agree on. So, uh, what's this called? The belt of truth buckled around your waist. Okay, now I have to put this kit on in a slightly different order than it says in the Bible. Very inconsiderate. <laughs> but um, the next bit is to do with feet. So with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Yesterday when I was playing, after I'd finished, uh, everyone else cleared off, and then the floodlights went out. So, the readiness. Um, these don't slow you down. They, they don't slow you down. Um, they're all, everything these days is made of quite light stuff. They don't slow you down. Right, I'm going to keep going. The next thing that I would be putting on is my shield. Now, the hockey goalkeeping stuff, the shield isn't something up here. This is, this is the shield.
so the shield is to protect you. It's also to do the job of being the goalkeeper. Most of the shots that I stop are with my legs, either by standing up and receiving a shot, or I'm 52, or lying down in front of the attacker as they are about to hit the ball. I have never been very good at saving shots. I have always been good at getting in people's faces. So if you had the ball, I'd be right into you and using these to prevent the shot from going in. Okay, my breastplate, I'm worn out, I haven't done anything. <laughs> breastplate, okay. My breastplate is made of four bits. Uh, this, is, this is the biggest bit, and as you can imagine, it goes over my chest. And this bit doesn't get used as much as my legs do, but I have to know it's there. Because if I get my timing wrong, or their attacker is slightly better than I thought they were, it will hit me in the chest rather than hitting me in the legs. So I have to have this, and I'll talk about what confidence this gives me in a bit. And because of the pandemic and stuff, I haven't played hockey for about 18 months or so. And the first time I came to put this all on, I forgot half of it and had to like start again. Um, and then I guess there's something of a uniform. Um, this isn't particularly to do with the club I play for. But all of us will have a shirt that identifies us as part of the team. Um, now, the last bit, and I think probably the most problematic... Oh, no, two more bits. The, one of the bits I think that is problematic about this whole list is the idea of a sword. Now, I'm imagining you can guess what my sword looks like. As a goalie, so the two matches I played yesterday, I did nothing aggressive with this in either match. Everything I did with this was defensive. Now, when I sussed out that that was really important, that made me feel a whole load better about that particular sentence. Because I'm not sure how I know to be jabby for the Lord. I'm not sure how I know how to be aggressive with something but if you were a fencer if you were a swords person then I guess some of the first things you would learn is parrying and deflecting and so this I will use to stop shots this I will use to try to tackle people 
but I can't now think of a time in either match yesterday where I used this as a, as a weapon. It was very much something that was defensive. And then for the complete look, Um, the helmet of salvation. How beautiful. Right, so. Two stories left. One is called Fearless, and one is called 32. Now, Fearless is this. When I was putting the breastplate on, I don't know if you saw, it took me ages to get it on. There was a bit that went around my throat. I realised before I got that bit that I wasn't fearless. When I was standing in front of somebody with the ball, I knew that there was a hole here. And I knew that the chances of getting there were slim, but I also knew the chances if I was hit there that could do some serious damage. So when I discovered this bit, it's basically made of steel. When I discovered that bit, it meant I am now fearless. Now, if this has got anything to do with Ephesians 6, which I hope it does, otherwise I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> but with God's provision in our lives, it should be, if we are confident in the stuff that we have, we have put on, that our experience of life is potentially fearless. Now I know life is complicated and I know it's not as simple as that. But once I'd got this bit and I knew that everything was covered, I am fearless in front of an attacker with the ball. And people say that goalkeepers are a different breed. They talk of like goalkeepers being a bit psychopath, goalkeepers being a bit insane, one of those. But I just think I'm fearless. And I know that I'm not if I've got one bit of this missing. The other thing is that my padding is only on the front. If I were to be intimidated by an attacker and cower, all this is going to hurt very, very much indeed. So my fearlessness allows me to stand attackers front on. So with this equipment that God provides for us, just pray that we can all be fearless in the things that life throws at us. That we can be fearless in the things that God asks us to do. Right, my last story. My last story is about number 32. And it isn't particularly to do with goalkeeping, so I can take some of this off. Um, I, I'm going to say lucky number, but I don't really mean lucky. I don't believe there's anything attached to it. But my favourite number, that would probably be a better way. My favourite number has always been 32. Um, there's a... A stupid thing, and it only happens to some people. If you cover your eyes up and block all the light out, 
I kind of see different colours attached to different numbers. And 32 looks like a rainbow. So 32 has always been a really favourite number of mine. And then by absolute fluke, our daughter's birthdays are on the 2nd and the 16th. And you multiply those together, you get 32. It's just one of those things. So years and years ago, I chose as my squad number at my club, 32. And when our kids were, I'm going to say 8 and 6, I suddenly realised that Saturday was quite an important time. And so I had a few years off playing hockey on a Saturday. And then they got to about 15 and 13, and I realised that I was just, we were just on our own uh, on a Saturday because the kids were out doing their own thing. So I went back to playing again. And I'm 52, I can't see you. So, oh, there you are! Um, so I came, went back to playing, and in that time, no one had had my number. So I'm still 32, my number is still 32. If you drift away, God doesn't choose someone to take your place. The talents that you brought, the person that you brought, the person that you are, cannot be replaced. People will fill gaps. Um, I, mean, I came here today and you know, there's, there's less people here than there were before. And there's less people at our church than there were before. And jobs still have to be done, but you cannot replace those people. In the family of God where a toe is a toe and an arm is an arm and a leg is a leg and all that sort of stuff, people aren't replaced. Their roles might have to be divvied up, but you bring your own personal version of 32 to the kingdom. And if you drift, or if you wander away for a while, when you come back, your version of 32 is still waiting for you. So for those people who have found lockdown tricky, for those people who haven't drifted back, their 32 shirt is hung up somewhere, waiting for them to return. If you drift, no one replaces you. When you come back, your 32 is waiting there for you. So Ephesians 6. Fathers, children, slaves, slave owners. The armour of God. Slaves. I have slaves. I've never met them. But we as Christians need to have responsibility to the slaves that we employ. Let's look out for things that we can do to make employment and benefits and care and all that sort of stuff better. Please don't make the mistake of the thing what I'm having. I'm clicking on Amazon and thinking, oh, our church uses fair trade coffee, therefore everything's okay. Think of other exciting, funky ways that we can ensure that the slaves that we employ are treated right. I can't, I don't know, Let's, I'll, leave, I'll leave that with you. Uh, and finally, so the and finally was fathers, sons, children, slaves, all that. And finally, put on the armour of God. Get the other stuff sorted. And then you can be a warrior for God. <coughs> truth. The whole of this armour is hung onto a truth. 
Look at the person next to you. You don't have to do it again. This is a reminder. It's fine. You can if you want. But look at the person next to you. They believe different things to you. They believe different things to you. And yet, we all have a core of what we feel to be true. So let's march forwards as a family, acknowledging the fact that the person that is sitting next to you, even if it's a person you've been married to for a century, they believe different things to you. Uh, sword. The sword is a problematic thing for me. I don't like the idea of like, fighting very much. But a sword in hockey is used as a defensive tool for me. And a sword in fencing is used primarily as a defensive weapon for someone who is defending themselves. So use the things that God has given to you in order to defend yourself and defend other people. And then fearless. Allow yourself to be fearless. And if you find that you're not, that's the world we live in. But pray about that. Pray for fearlessness. Pray with others for fearlessness. Pray for others about fearlessness. And God allows us, Jesus allows us to go into this big, bad, weird world with our heads held high. All my padding is on the front. I am more protected if I stand fearlessly. And number 32. I am number 32. If I stop playing hockey for a while, I'm still number 32. You are number whatever. Choose a number. You are that number. If you stop coming to church for a bit, if you have worries about whether this is all made up, if you find that there are struggles, if you come back, your shirt number is still there and it is only yours. That's me done, I think. Let's pray and I'll have to take some of this off to play the guitar. <laughs> Lord, help us to make sense of this in our lives. At the moment, this is a bunch of analogy. And that's your job now, Lord, to help us to work out what our truth is. What the things are that you give us that protect us from the big world around us. Help us to find ways of being fearless. Help us to be confident in righteousness. Help us to be confident in your truth. Help us to be confident in the word of God. Help us to be confident in the things that we believe. And help us to be a fearless example to the world of what following you is all about. Thank you that I am your number 32. Thank you that nobody else is your number 32. And I pray that each of us can locate that numbered shirt that we know that you have given to us and that no one else can take from us. And bless us as we, all of us, take this ridiculous memory of a bloke in goalkeeping kit at the front of the church. I pray that this is a memory that will linger for a while. 
But I pray that it is a memory that you can use, Lord Jesus, to help us to walk fearlessly in your name through our lives. Amen.